episode 471 of the Pixelated Sausage Podcast for Monday, May 14th, 2018. I am your host, Mark Nez, and today's episode is definitely going to be a shorter one because all I've played really is, what's it called, uh, God of War. Why did I forget the name of it? I don't know. Put about 13, 14 hours into it. I've put up the first part of my playthrough of it on YouTube now, so you can check that out if you don't want to play the game. I mean, there's no reason to watch it unless you're not going to play the game at all. Or you've already played it and you want to watch it again, experience it again, I don't know. But it's there for anyone who wants it. Uh, So I'll talk about that probably loosely. I don't want to get into spoiler territory until I finish it. And then other than that, you know, I didn't really watch anything. So there's not all that much to talk about. I did a lot of God of War and then just working. So God of War, I think Atreus is annoying. His level of annoyance is, it varies greatly. Um, There's a part in the game around the midway point where he becomes very annoying it doesn't last that long but it it lasts longer than it should and when I say that I mean it shouldn't last at all there are things that make sense for the story for the character and I understand why they happen and the story benefits from it but that doesn't mean the gameplay benefits from them And it's good that it doesn't last that long, but it still means that period of time, which is brief, is extra annoying and frustrating. The gameplay still isn't my favorite, Uh, so I, I definitely know now without a shadow of a doubt that this is not a greatest game of all time contender. And that doesn't mean it's a bad game. I still really like it. I think there's a lot of great aspects to it. But just the act of actually playing the game isn't all that fun to me. Um, that that's that sounds too negative. I enjoy playing it. It's just not a life-changing experience. It's not the greatest combat I've ever played. Uh, a third-person action game in a third-person action game. Uh, not even close and I think some of the coolest parts of the game feel not all that gamey it doesn't feel like you're in all that much control this might be slight spoilery but there are I've experienced so far two fairly cool fights that are very cinematic and they look awesome but in reality You're not doing all that much, especially in the second one. And it feels a lot like if you've played or seen the Raiden fight in Metal Gear Solid 4, which I think might be at the beginning of Act 4 or at the end of like Act 2. I can't remember exactly where where it is in the story, but it involves Raiden taking down one or multiple of the like Metal Gear... I don't know if they're raised. I forget what they were called, but like the the little ones, the the ones that aren't humongous. 
and he's just flipping around and it's really awesome i did a video for that a long time ago which i think i, I never put on youtube but it was on like vimeo and i'm like forget youtube not youtube i'm gonna do vimeo and viddler and you know youtube sucks and i think part of it was just because you could upload higher res videos at the time i can't remember it all uh, but yeah of course that didn't last i picked the, the losing team but the fights in god of war feel a lot like that if instead of it being just an entire cutscene, you occasionally press some buttons but for the most part you're just watching this amazing thing take place and that's not a bad thing but it it does make me just say like okay this is really cool but it it's not an awesome experience for me I'm, I'm watching so much of this and the way it's shot and all that it's it's fantastic but from a user experience i'm not doing all that much um and then in the actual combat scenarios where you are just playing the game regularly against regular enemies or tougher enemies sort of mid bosses and maybe even bosses um it feels fine uh there's you know, later in the game, the combat feels a bit better, but still not enough to make me go, oh, now, now it all, now it all is just coming together and it's this mwah, wonderful experience. But I, I do really enjoy the story. I do really love the characters. I, I love Freya, Brock, Sindri, um, and I think it's a testament to the game because I am horrible with names even immediately after watching something i could easily not remember characters people's names uh, in movies tv games what have you but i remember these characters names because i have grown grown so fond of them over my time with the game and i'm excited to see where the story goes i am looking i am kind of looking forward to forward to it ending not because I think it's too long, but because I think I've, with this game especially, I've realized that I am, maybe it's an age thing, but I'm in that place where I look at a game and I'm like, I kind of wish this was a bit shorter so that I can move on to another game and experience another game. And this is specifically with something like God of War, which has some open aspects to it. it you know, you can go off and do little side quests and stuff like that, but Ultimately, it is a fairly linear, story-driven game, whereas something like Assassin's Creed is very open. You can follow the main story, but there are so many things you can do. You can do side missions. You can just go and collect resources. You can just do whatever you want. You can just explore the world. Um, God of War is much more story-driven, so I kind of just like, oh, I wish this would end so I could just move on to another game, but I don't think the story is too long. I'm still enjoying the story very much and want to keep experiencing it, but I do kind of wish like, oh, I wish this would wrap up just so I can move on to something else. Um, and I like it looks great. I'm, I'm running it on a regular PlayStation 4, no pro here, so still looks great other than the water, which looks fine, but it kind of, it's not really transparent. You can't really see through it, and it just doesn't feel like it has as much detail as the rest of the world, texture-wise and all that. And like I said, you know, comparing it to Sea of Thieves is just, it's not fair. But Sea of Thieves, God, that water is incredible. Other than that, 
I'm trying to think if there's anything else that I can talk about that's not too spoiler. Like, there are little puzzle things here and there which aren't, they're never really frustrating, but they're just kind of tedious at times. And there are parts I, I do like they have in the accessibility options. I love it when games have this that I, I found out later in the game, but I've turned them on since realizing they're there. Having the option to change uh, rapidly tapping a button for certain events to just holding it. Love having that as an option because I don't like doing that. I wish every game would just not even have that feature in it and would just have it where you hold the button because I don't think that adds to the experience. I don't think it makes me feel like I'm doing more to do whatever I'm doing. I just look at it and feel like I am damaging my controller. This can't be rapidly pressing this thing and doing it you know depending on who you are with a lot of pressure and just i feel like oh i'm just hurting my controller for the sake of this stupid thing in the game that doesn't need me to actually be doing this action and then there's also this thing you get later on that lets you open certain doors and you can turn off you can leave it on where you have to find the spot and smash it into a, a, like a mirror thing or you could just turn that off and have it so that you just press the button when you're at one of those doors. I immediately did that because I don't need to play this stupid few second mini game thing to try and find the right spot so that I can open this door. I just want to go through the door. It's a door. It's not a puzzle. It's nothing. It's just going through a door. I'm not going to do like, oh, you have to do this thing that takes you three, five seconds to open this door. It's a door. Just let me open the freaking door. Okay. Um, so I don't like that gamey element. But loving the story, loving the characters. I love the world. I love the world that it's created. Uh, I like the variation in environments. There, there's a lot. Of, like you have your snowy areas. You have your very uh, more floral, uh, colorful areas. Um, the witch's home, Freya's home, is great. Um, I, I really, I like a lot of it. But there are some annoying elements, and there are. And just the combat just doesn't click with me to that level. But I have, like, I'd also say that Atreus, when you upgrade him, he becomes super ridiculously powerful. It's crazy. I've also dropped the difficulty to just give me the story because after I committed to and realized that I don't love this combat, I don't feel like it clicks um i'm just gonna i i love the story that's what i want i don't want to be all that challenged because it's not super fun for me so just give me the story that's all i care about give me the story and i've had a much more pleasant experience since then because uh, i did have a, a frustrating bit with a dark elf though that was my bad for not really paying attention to what that dark elf was able to do and not focusing on him so yeah i don't i don't like the dark elves anyway but maybe maybe they're good. Who knows? The dark elves. They sound bad because they're dark. But are they good? Oh, who knows? Um, I, I really though, I'm loving the story. I'm I'm very interested to see how it plays out, and what the final fight is going to be, and who it's going to be with. Um, it's 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 been a hell of a ride, and yeah, I I just hope I'm not that people listening don't think I'm coming across too negative. I'm focusing on the negative aspects because I think there's so much of it 
that is great, but there are these things that I don't like and I want to point those out because so many, like, if you want to read and listen to a bunch of people just talk about it glowingly as if there are no flaws with it at all, there are so many of those out there. But I think there are aspects of the game that could be better. Um, And I'm just pointing those out and not maybe not focusing on the things I love as much. And in part because a lot of what I love, I'd have to get deep into spoiler territory. And I'm sure things I've said already are spoilers to some people. But I've tried my best to not get too detailed into the story but people i'm sure will be like oh freya that's freya freya's in the game oh uh, come on come on um but yeah that's god of war which talked about a bit longer than i was expecting so it means this episode's gonna be a decent length other than that though I i wanted to mention something i didn't mention when i talked about the switch online service last episode and this is thing. This is a thing that a lot of people have just been like, "Oh, that's a stupid, stupid feature." And yes, it's gimmicky, and it's the nichiest of the nichiest things. But I kind of think it could be cool. And it is that with the NES games that they're going to be releasing through the service, and it's ten now that they announced, and they'll announce ten later. Um, so it's not thirty, like I said last episode. And the ten now were Legend of Zelda, Super Mario Brothers, Super Mario Brothers Three, Tennis whatever who cares you don't need to you can find that but um one of the features they announced was with some of these nes games where you can they've added the co-op and all that stuff you can also do sort of a pass and play mode where you know you'll play and then you die or whatever then the other person takes control and they can play through is this something a lot of people will use no is it a gimmick yeah I think it is really cool in certain use cases with certain games. Games that have a very quick turnaround. Not super quick and not a super consistently quick turnaround like a Super Meat Boy. But, and this is the first game that came to mind. Of course, this is not an NES game. Spelunky. I think something, uh, an online feature and a game like Spelunky, like a feature like this in Spelunky, would be really cool because your playthrough, your one playthrough before dying, is going to range, but you know it's probably going to be relatively short. And while you're playing through, you're chatting with your one friend, and you know you might learn something. Be like, oh, there's this that you know they could point things out. Um, they can laugh as you do some stupid things or be like, wow, that was that was awesome. And then when you die, they take control and then you get to do the same thing and you just go back and forth. And it's like with games like Sea of Thieves where it is a chat room to many people where it's like, you know, it may not have the most things to do, but it's a fun enough game for me and it doesn't have too many things going on where I can play it and enjoy the company of my friends. And I think with a game like Spelunky or a lot of roguelikes, really, or arcade games like um, Geometry Wars, etc., I think it's it could be a really cool feature. But if, of course, it's something that a lot of people I don't think would really care about or use. Um, but it could be something that would be cool with like Twitch integration, where you the 
the streamer would be having the game and then the the way they have um like on xbox one but i'm not sure exactly how it works where it's you have the ability to let somebody else control the game uh whether you know using mixer or twitch that you the streamer play and then you can let other all your viewers also take control and it's you know on some kind of rotating system and then this person gets to play and then this person gets to play and you all just get to interact and when you're not playing the streamer you can interact with the chat and comment on your viewers playing give them feedback if you know you are very good at whatever the game is uh, and have a lot more of that interactivity and a lot of feedback and i think it could be good for building a community on those kind of platforms um this is all you know hypothetical and things that i sure won't happen maybe there are some kind of games that do implement something along these lines but i think it's a feature that could be really cool um so i wanted to bring that up even though I, a lot of people just think it's really really stupid and pointless but um other than that i did play i forget what it's called the super mega baseball 2 or whatever the the sequel is that is free on xbox live for gold members still i believe maybe that'll be that might be for the entire month or gone in a few days or around the 16th so get on that if you haven't it's a nice i haven't tried the online play but it's a nice sequel it's a nice step up from the previous game because the previous game felt a lot more kiddie and this feels a bit more mature and that the character models and everything don't seem as it doesn't it feels more major league and less not minor league what is the what is the name of the the kitty baseball leagues and stuff pay it's not a kitty league baby league. it's not baby league what is it it's something I, I if i had kids i'm sure i would know what it's called but it's not coming to mind what all the things that the the little kids, the little Weber snaps play in. Um, it's not playpen, <laughs> playpen. Um, but I'm liking it a lot. It, it feels very similar to the first game, but I, I just appreciate the the jump in the the art style, just making it seem a bit more adulty. I don't know how else to put it, uh, though I will say I don't know what this what the deal is. I hate that the options are only audio options because I've played now three exhibition matches and the tutorials keep popping up in every single match. They keep the same ones. They just keep popping up, and I can't turn them off. That in no place that I believe I can. Maybe it's in the team select. I don't know, but it should be in the options. Do you want to keep getting these tutorials? No. It should also know that I've played three matches already, and I've already seen these tutorials. I don't need to see them again. Stop showing me these fucking stupid tutorials. It drives me nuts. It makes me not want to play the game. But uh, I, I, I really like the game despite the art style, which is fine, but you know I would much rather have uh, an MLB The Show on Xbox One, because we have this, which is really fun to play, but doesn't give me all of those features that I like. Doesn't give me the MLB. Doesn't give me the ability to, you know, create my own character and live my MLB fantasy life. And the RPI baseball games suck. They keep sucking and they keep releasing them. And I don't know what the hell is going on with that crap. But I guess enough people buy them. I don't really know. 
but they keep making them. Um, so yeah, Little League. <laughs> Got it, ah, Little League. I knew it was something little. I knew it was something a little like a baby league. It was Little League. Um, so yeah, fun game, and I'm looking forward to trying that online. Like one of the things I really appreciate about that game is that it is very accessible. Uh, so somebody who's not that great at controlling, say, an outfielder, they're just like they don't have to worry about any of that, um, which is nice. And the the batting is very simple and easy to get a hang of. I think you can make it a bit more difficult, but like every the cursor moves, so you know where the ball is going to. The one part of it that is a bit complicated is the pitching, but it's not all that bad. Uh, and online play will be much better because I think the thing that sucked about multiplayer with the first game is that pitching when you're playing against someone you see you really get a good idea of what they're doing with their pitch so it, it wasn't all that it, it was m much more of a batter's game than a, a pitcher's game um, so yeah that will do it for today's episode of the pixelated sausage podcast once again I'm your host Marcus Nez y'all can find me on Twitter Instagram, Xbox Live, my on my list, Steam, and all the usual places at PX Sausage. The site is, of course, pixelatedsausage.com, where you can find this podcast and the Pixelated Paranormal podcast, which are also available on podcast services around the world, like Stitcher Radio, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts. And you can also find the art I do on the site or by going over to pxsart.com. And if you'd like to support the site in general, please go over to patreon.com slash pxs and support us that way. And if you want to watch me play through God of War, you can check that out on YouTube. That is youtube.com slash sausage, where you can also find videos of this podcast, which I don't know why you would want to do that, because it's just my dumb face. There's nothing exciting going on. But there's exciting stuff happening in the, the first part of the, the first episode of the God of War playthrough. You can check that out if you want. They'll be in hour-long chunks. First one's up today. Probably release them daily. Uh, not, I don't know if I'll do them on the weekend, but I have 12 in the can. I just got to edit them together. Uh, so, yeah. Exciting, exciting, exciting. And that will do it. So, bye! <laughs>